Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Working class on DeerCast. Kurt Geyer here. Eric Common. Austin Chandler. What's up, fellas? What's going on? Nothing, man. I feel like we, even though we haven't really missed a week of recording as far as like schedules are concerned, we haven't really been in the studio for just over a week because we just got back from bear camp. That's right. Which was a ton of fun. None of us killed bears. Well, you didn't, you were doing other stuff, Austin. Yeah, I had to farm. Yeah, farm. That's understandable, though. It's in the way. Oh, yeah. That happens, though. You got to get that in. We're, we're going to do a post-bear camp, like, BS session, because we're due for some BS sessions. Um, you know, like a recap. We'll talk yep. about that, hunt. But this is sort of a BS session. We're just going to talk about what we've been up to and what's coming, I guess, what's coming down the line. Yeah, what's been going on, what's coming. For sure. <clears throat> uh, first thing, I guess we can announce, um, by the time this launches, we'll have some new shirts up on the store. Yep workingclassbowhunter.com we got some fun ones and then uh there'll be more following that as well this summer <clears throat> but really man we're kind of in uh the shoot just ended great times as always um and then we're basically looking to our first hunt coming into the fall in august we're going to south africa yep assuming the world is still existing and biden hasn't completely tanked <laughs> the economy you never know what's going to happen. This you know what we might just two, wanna, two months away, three months away. We might just want to move the headquarters of Working Class Bowhunter to South Africa. There you go. There <laughs> to you go. be honest, can you farm over? Point. Can you farm over there? I'm sure we could find some dirt. Yeah, yeah, we could like we could find something to grow, or we can go to like Brazil. I think they harvest like two or three times a year. That's where the the money's at. Dude, instead of like the finger pickup, we'll actually be using our fingers to put the seed in the ground. <laughs> there you so. go. Yeah. There you go. Well, Maybe I a horse again. Maybe I'm making this up, but I feel like when I worked down in Brazil for a little bit. Guys were telling me that they harvest and plant right after each other. That's wild. I don't know how true that is, but it sounds really cool. That, that just sounds bizarre to me because you think it would just pull all the nutrients out of the dirt and nothing would grow. You would think so. Maybe they got the combine, something putting down for nutrient, and then something planting right after. 
I mean, I if, you, if you can, if you can get three harvests a year, it'd be worth it. Yeah, that'd be nice. Can you imagine? So, yeah, especially right now, for people who don't Whoa. know, Austin's a full time farmer. Um, and then we don't, we have, have we talked about what we do lately? It's been a little while. Maybe the Deercast. I don't think we've talked about it on Deercast, have we? <clears throat> I think we probably have. But Austin's a full time farmer. Yep. Yep. Do a little bit of outfitting on the side. Yeah, it's kind of a cool side hustle. Yep. And uh, we can talk about that a little bit. People might be wondering how you, like, unless well, you I don't, don't want to promote to. it too much because I'm already full. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. I've got some close buddies that come back every fall, and the spots are kind of reserved for them. And uh, I think this year I'm going to be up to, like, 20 clients, and that's the most I've ever 20. had. So, What yeah. made you, like, want to start doing that? Well, honestly, I bought my first farm, and I needed a way to kind of supplement some income. I knew that I had X amount of bank payment to make, and I knew what the farm was going to make on the tillable ground and the CRP payment. So I'm like, okay, here's the whatever it was, five to $10,000 gap. Mm-hmm. If I sell X number of hunts, then I'll make up that gap. I won't have any money out of pocket in the in the farm. Yeah. So I well, started, The farm's paying for itself at that point. Yeah, so you yeah. make the farm, you know, the farm work for itself, make the payment, and then you don't have anything out of pocket. Right. And then it just kind of kind of snowballed from there that's a cool thing like we have a lot to talk about coming up this summer like we have episodes in the hopper that i still have to schedule that i think to me is really interesting uh content and maybe some information we can mm-hmm. open up a lot of eyes to regular working class listeners that might not think they can afford a piece of ground or like how to have a piece make its own payment like you know because buying a house is different from buying property because your house doesn't make you any money Unless right. you got something figured out that right. none of us help, you know, the rest of us Unless don't. the property that's making money has a house on it. That, yeah, that is too. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, we're, we're going to get into detail on that. But that's a unique way to, like, think about it. And it makes sense, too, you know. Like, if you got other places to hunt and you can sacrifice several years of hunting to pay for the farm with the cost of an outfitted hunt. Right. It's kind of a win-win and the way i looked at it like i still hunt the farms with my buddies that come back and hunt so i still get to hunt the farm they're just kind of helping me make the payment you know yeah i'm fronting the money at the bank they're just kind of hunting the farm with me so, it's like a lease yeah it's yeah, fun i sure. get to hunt it my buddies get to hunt it and the payment's made yeah and then eric what the hell do you do for a living i am a welder at motion raceworks so we make uh, a lot of ls parts um it's a full CNC shop and then weld shop at the same time. So I'm in charge of the weld shop. Um, a lot of lightweight steering columns, parachute mounts, a uh, little odds and ends stuff. But it's a cool job. Fun. Yeah, it's 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 cool. Yeah, it kind of, it's a still job. It's cool. It's a job. But yeah. I mean, there's this cool stuff. I mean, we get to build cars all the time, and you know, there's uh, the bald regal. The bald regal. <laughs> yep, we just got that back from Florida. It just came back up. Because Motion Raceworks, your company you work for, is real big on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, they're huge on YouTube. So if you guys are into cars and stuff, go check that out. But Well, Cletus McFarlane's like your poster boy for Motion, isn't he? Oh, he's a business partner now. Oh, for like legitimate? Yeah, legitimate bought into Motion. So he's actually... Where's he my, at? We need to get him boss, on the podcast. I, I know. He he comes up every once in a while, but not very often. And I asked him last time he was up. I'm like, hey, I got a podcast. Would you mind doing it? And he said, yeah. So we'll have to get him over here sometime. Yeah, let's do it at Motion. We can, yeah. That'd be pretty cool, actually. That'd be fun. I don't know what the hell we talked to him about redneck shit. Well, that and just building a YouTube page. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of hunters out there that like to build a YouTube page. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, that's true. Or, like, get into that side of things. And There's actually and, a lot of people that I'd like to talk to that, like, don't have anything to do with hunting, but, like, mindset-wise. That's could, what I mean. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a 
big businessman you know he started on youtube and that's where it grew from there so i mean yeah. there's a lot of people in this industry that would like to get on youtube and start it on youtube right where right. he would be good to come in that where people from the hunting industry might look at it different from the car industry you know yeah. take some take some pieces from the car industry the hunting industry that would be like that. that would actually be really fun a real yeah. fun conversation like one of my biggest i'm not going to say who he is but i have probably my number one hit lister for the podcast it doesn't even well he might hunt he, he probably does hunt, but he's not known for hunting. That, actually, I have two hit listers. One's so bizarre. I'm not going to say who they are. I'll tell you after. You guys know who I think I know one of them. Yeah, you know you guys know both of them. But okay. Big YouTuber? One's a big YouTuber. One's also kind of a big YouTuber. Musical. Kind of. Um, both of them kind of are. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Actually, I have a three. I have three that <laughs> would fit that. The list is just the, gonna the, keep the more bigger. the more categories we bring up. He's like, yeah, I'll add that. You one know what's in there. strange? It's like all three of them that I just thought of are all like kind of music related, but not. It's very you, you'll know when I tell you later. Okay. And then if they ever happen, they'll be like, ah. Okay. It would be cool to get people on though that are from different industries that you can kind of pull off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've always wanted to get uh, my buddy Dakota. Doesn't hunt. City boy. Yep. Barber in Columbus, Ohio. I've always wanted to get him on and just have him, like, just talk about shit. I don't know, just random stuff. Get him in here. I try. He's weird. You know we'd have fun. He's weird we'd about have it. fun with it. He, like, won't really do it. He said, like, uh, kids come in that he – oh, kids, guys that come in that he barbers for always ask him to do, like, their podcast, and he's just like, nah, dude, I'm good. <laughs> he's just – I get he's it. He's just that way. I don't know. Nah, dude. I'll get him to do it. But I don't know. Um, I, oh, I, I should talk about what I do. I – work here but at the podcast but uh, i worked at john deere product development before and then before that i worked for a quarry company and then before that i worked on a farm so that's my lineup of God, i didn't know we were going through the whole lineup from when you started working well everyone on the internet's going to be like you're not working class <laughs> you sit at a desk it's like yeah okay i do now but it took a little work to get there took a little work to get there anything can come true I got to answer Doug real quick. He's confused on the Torx bit. Oh, Doug, don't. He sits at a desk. <laughs> He's having a hard time we, figuring out what bit we need. Doug legitimately is uh, just tell him to buy a kit. We'll pay him back. We're rearranging the studio and uh, like rearranging deer heads and redoing our entertainment system and stuff like that. So everything has like T15 Torx bits or whatever the hell. It's they some are. random weird size of the screws that they usually had previously had in here. Usually it's a 20. T20 or T25 is kind of a standard, you know, but... Or a 25, yeah, that's what everybody's got to When you buy your Milwaukee set, it should be in there, and this one is not. It was in there at one time, probably, but we probably miss... We might have misplaced it at some point. (laughs) It's probably in the basement. Could be. The studio. But... uh, No one wants to go down What else is new, boys? We got a busy busy summer. Like, we're going to... Really, the training for... We're going to Africa... Yep. I drew a Wyoming elk tag. Um, yep. So I'll be hunting out there in Wyoming. Um, I'm going to be, it sounds like, I guess this is probably worthy of conversation here. We're just BSing all over the place. My buddy Trey, our buddy Trey, that we're going, I'm going hunting with, is like, hey, man, we're going to go where there's like a high density of grizzlies. You might want to get a sidearm, like one with some punch. And I'm like, Oh really? I guess I didn't think I need. I never, I never carried a pistol out there anyway. Ever. Right. It's kind of a pain, you know. And then uh, started doing some research, and I'm like, man, talk to Austin. What'd you get when you went to Alaska? And you're like, man, accuracy by volume. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> You're going to pull that trigger once. You want to be able to pull it a lot. Like 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I bought a Glock 20 10 millimeter. Hell yeah. I, whatever. Yeah. I'm not a gun guy, but it'll be cool to have. I've always kind of wanted a Glock. When do you get it? Can we shoot it in the studio? Yeah, we can shoot at the table. Yeah. Have your first well. desk pop. <laughs> pop. <laughs> like on a Boondock Saints where he hits the desk and it blows the cat up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Um, so, I I mean, the sidearm would be kind of neat. Yeah. I want to find some of those, like, laser engraving, put, like, a grizzly skull on the slide or something. It'd be fine. I mean, you're going to grizzly country, so I don't blame you for buying that. If you don't need it, it's worth the peace of mind just to be able to have it on your person when you're in that kind of country. Especially I mean, having a family and stuff. You just never know. Oh, man. it's When I, I took mine to Alaska, and that, it was a big concern for me. You know, you're dropped in the bush for 10 days. I mean, if if you do have an incident, you're waiting hours for somebody to get there to you. Yeah. So it was important to me to have a sidearm on me. But I'll show you that little chest holster that I had. I could reach right under my bino harness and pull it out right behind my binos. Did um did everybody have one? Did Ross and Cody have so Ross, sidearms? Ross brought his 45, but he never packed it with him because Cody and I always had ours on him. Now, Cody had one that went like around his, his uh, kind of his leg, but it'd get hung up on the brush quite a bit. There's a lot of brush up there in Alaska. Um, out west, it might not be as bad, but I really like that chest holster. And plus, it kept it dry. Like, I could zip my jacket up and keep everything dry. Yeah. So that was underneath your jacket. And so yeah. the gun jacket bino harness I, i'd top. wear like a light jacket and then my bibs i had like a pair of uh, sims waders mm -hmm. and then my bino harness and then my gun was kind of like behind my bino harness and then i could wear a jacket over it gotcha so my plan is to get the holster and have it attached on the bottom of my bino harness so it's like i don't know if it's molly webbing or whatever but it'll go right so it'd be my bino harness it's sitting horizontally this <clears throat> yep. way so when i gotta grab it i just rip it through the button and pull it out mm -hmm. so that i think that'll make me want to carry more probably where i would regret not having it because it was like a pain to carry and right, kind of right. a hassle that's why i don't you know i have a concealed carry license i carry sometimes so i don't all the time because it's kind of a pain mm -hmm. um but that i think will keep it to where it's just there if i'm nervous about something or getting a spot i can just I, it's, it's gonna like, give you that comfortability that okay i have it here just in case plus it feels kind of it'd feel kind of cool you know <laughs> Walk around with but it. I'm gonna keep one in the tube. Oh yeah, because if some—I mean, you just never know, man. You don't, especially going to grizzly country. <clears throat> a grizzly bear is a real life boogeyman, for sure. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like around the Midwest. So did I tell you? So I was following Trey out on, on the bear hunt. Trey was in front of me, and he's a straight Western boy, hard to keep up with. We're going down this trail, and we didn't. I had a headlight, but our headlamp, I didn't turn it on. Cause it was like kind of gray lit out, sort of like walking down through this canyon, and I I'm like trying to follow Trey without turning my light on just to not have it on, and then I see him kind of go around this bend and then he's gone, and then I'm like, all right, where did he go? And I come over and he jumped behind a tree, and then I walk out and we're in potential grizzly country there, but not the density that I'm, that right, I'm gonna be. Right. <clears throat> and I come around the corner and he's like, <laughs> and like even though like I saw him and processed him, I still jumped. Oh yeah, you still got and scared. I'm like, Gah. I'm like, dude, I'm jumpy. Like, we don't. I don't really. I'm not jumpy here in the Midwest. Like, no, not a lot that can get you unless it's like another person. But you're in 
it's totally different out there. Well, you're taking the Midwest boy out of his element and sticking him in foreign country, and then you add in the cougars and the <laughs> wolves, the and wolves and grizzly bears, black bears, black bears. bears. I mean, yeah. everything's out there to get you. Yeah. we got yeah. coyotes here. That's I said it. I'm jumping. Trey's like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, you probably have to be. He goes, you have to be jumpy. He goes, it better be jumpy. Then I'm like, yeah, it would have been a little weird if I just walked by like an idiot, like didn't even react. <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even phase it. You just kept going. Just like just perfect prey for anything <laughs> that wanted to kill me. So that's kind of funny, but he got me on that one. But I don't know, man, that's just side conversation. I, I went with the Glock 20 just because I, you know, I don't know much about guns, but I thought like, oh, nine millimeter for a sidearm, 10 millimeters, it's a millimeter bigger, right? Like, what does that mean? It's I don't know, that's completely met- different. Metric system. I don't know that shit. Yeah. There's no replacement for displacement. You've heard that one. That's true. Bigger is better. It's like significantly more powerful of a round. In what detail? I don't know. I just know all the research that I read from you. We had one of the keepers on. Actually, he turned you on to yeah. the 10 millimeter glass. Because I, yeah. I was going to get like a big revolver. I was going to bring up a big hand cannon. He's like, well, do you, <laughs> do you want one or two shots or do you want like eight or nine? I'm like, eight or nine sounds better. Let's do that. Good point. <laughs> yeah, I guess the the argument is that like a revolver is not going to jam. You just pull the trigger till it goes They're off. They're reliable, but you think about the recoil and how heavy they are. They're inconvenient to pack. They're long. They're yeah. big. Good They're heavy. Yeah, you, you, they got big recoil. <laughs> I mean, dirty you think hair about, going off. You think about acquiring your target when you're shooting something that big. You know, you got the recoil. You come back down. You get maybe two shots on a charge. Whereas with that that ten, you know, you settle down on him and just pop 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 pop. Literally pop, pop. get two or three times the rounds out. Yeah, yeah. that's and. Hopefully I never have to use it, but I got it. So anyway, I'm thinking about like if anybody knows anyone that does like cool gun laser work or like grip work, I think it'd be cool to put like like bear related stuff all over it, you know, just kind of make it like a little quirky thing. Because that's the only time I'll carry this gun is when I'm at West. So wouldn't it be neat to kind of have it yeah, like themed sure. after just something kind of cool? Yeah. Someone's got to do that in the local area. I'm sure someone does. Got to. Be cool. Put the WCB logo on the slide. Grizzly, grizzly skull on there. That'll be cool. I don't know how it look. It might look dumb, but I don't know, man. It'd be kind of fun. But that's like kind of that's where my head's been a little lately. You know, I, I'm I hate to say that I'm like looking past Africa, but I'm kind I'm more looking forward to my elk hunt than I am Africa, to be honest with right. you. Um, but Africa is going to be so rad. Africa is going to be an experience, man, and it's cool because our wives are going to get to go with us. So yep. that's going to mm-hmm. be cool. But Doug's my cuddle buddy for the trip. <laughs> we. It, it was never a hunt that was on my radar, but now that we're doing it, I'm getting pretty amped up about it. I'm actually yeah. reading reading some books on it, and it's it's going to be a trip. What books are you reading? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt actually oh, yeah. wrote a book about his African safari, and I'm just starting to get into that. So, what's that one book about that lion that kills it, uh, that like tribe and stuff? Well, the Ghost in the Darkness. That's what I'm thinking movie, of. Yeah, yeah but it was a book originally, right? I don't know. It might have been Val Kilmer starred in the movie, and that's one of my favorite movies. Trey was talking about that in camp. He was, yep. I thought it was a tiger. What did you say? A lion. Lion. It was a tiger. (laughs) It was a tiger? I don't know. Whatever Trey was talking about was a tiger. Yeah. I don't remember what movie it was, but that was like his favorite movie. Because we got in that conversation of like, how come, like, if they let a tiger go and like the Wyoming wilderness and the mountains out there, like, it could thrive probably. Oh, for sure. They live, in Siberia. They live yeah. in Siberia. Why couldn't they live in Wyoming? How horrifying would that be? <laughs> no one would hunt. <laughs> yeah, let's not introduce those. <laughs> yeah. Invasive species in Wyoming. The Bengal tiger in Wyoming. Oh, no. That's awesome. Um, 
What we're talking about Africa. Africa what's on yeah. What's on your list? Well, I've all, for whatever reason I've always wanted a warthog. I want a big old nasty warthog with big tusk, and I want to get him mounted. Mm-hmm. So I want one of those. I think Impala are cool. So I would get an Impala mounted. Classic. And the kudu is the big one. Kudu is like the elk over there. I think. Yep. I think everybody in our group wants a kudu. Yeah. I think so too. It just seems like uh, it seems like the thing to to. It's the most appealing looking. It's big Beauti- like an yeah. elk. Beautiful cape, big animal, massive curling antlers. I mean, yeah, they're cool. And then Gim's Buck's my second. Or um, Oryx, or there's different types. Yeah. yeah. Is that on your list also, Eric? Yep. Yours too? I'm going to take whatever specimen comes in front of me. If it's like a very good representative of the species, I'll probably be open to shooting it. But. How many animals do you think you want to shoot? I guess it depends on what animals I start with. <laughs> I'm gonna be open here. I don't want to shoot seven of them and have to get them all. Oh, out. you do? So you want to shoot? No, seven? I don't. I'd rather oh. shoot like three good representatives of the species and right. be good. But if I have an absolute specimen come in and I've already killed three, then I it's not gonna be out of the question. I hear you. I like that style. The Cape Buffalo was one that was like high on my list, but then I started looking into like what it takes for equipment, like your arrow weight. And you like an 800 grain arrow or you something have to have a very heavy arrow and you have to be shooting like at least 70 pounds. He preferred 80. No kidding. Yeah, They want a they want a very heavy bow and a very heavy arrow. <sighs> That's insane. Yeah. I get it though. I mean, you want to be equipped. Yep. It's a massive animal. I don't know what they weigh. 3000 pounds. Honestly, heavy. I don't know. 2,500 pounds. Let's look it up. All I know is they're Wide mean. load. They're mean. here the average cape buffalo weighs anywhere from 425 kilograms to 875 935 pounds to 1900 pounds that's that's a big boy wow they live like a in a majority of africa actually they live 11 to 22 years old <laughs> that thing's insane no nah, i'm good <laughs> I'd like to shoot one, but it's not on my list. Like I think it better be over watering hole just sitting <clears throat> in there, though. Because I think you can do watering hole or spot and stock the where spot we're and going. Spot and stock with archery equipment would be crazy. It'd be like the ultimate. It's probably one of the most dangerous animals you can hunt with a bow, isn't it? I believe that it is, yeah. They're just pissed all the time. <laughs> is that just how they operate? They just don't tolerate humans. <laughs> Which, hell, you can't. I mean, when you get a. They they just remind me of like a mad cow. Like we've had cattle, and it just reminds me of a pissed off cow the whole time. Like they just, their intention is to just hurt you the whole time. Yeah, uh, African buffalo, the Black Death, which we've all heard that phrase for them. But yeah, I mean that's what they look like. They're a big, big bull that wants like to a hurt solid you. Solid piece of concrete over their brain, so they can just ram anything with it. Does anybody have Cape <laughs> buffalo in captivity, like in the U.S.? You think? Oh, I'm sure. Go to Ohio at the auction. <laughs> Mount, Mount, <laughs> Mount Hope auction. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would love to do How much was it for a Cape Buffalo? The first camp we were going to go to was a little bit cheaper because I think the quality of animals better at the second camp. Um, I think at the second camp, they were around 10. What was this other one? Sixteen hundred or something? Twelve hundred um, or, or twelve thousand? I mean, no, yeah, I think it was. I think it was ten or eleven on the second one, and like eight on the on the first one. It's expensive, man. That's a lot of money. And when I started looking at that, I'm like, well, I could almost go back up to Alaska and do a moose trip again for that. So it's yeah. like, would I rather have a Cape buffalo or 
you know, go up and do like a, a grizzly hunt or a brown bear hunt. I mean, I got a lot of other things. Grizzly's a lot cooler than a Cape Buffalo. Well, I got, eventually someday I'll probably do it, but right now I've got other things I'd rather check off the list. Yeah. Uh, things on your priority list. Yep. I'll tell you, like if we, if I ever go back to Africa, I want to wear full blown Steve Irwin. Just like the pewter shirt, pewter. But like short, short, short pewter. We haven't went yet. What are you waiting on? No, I can't <laughs> no, the first time. I can't show up like I'm a native. I need to come <laughs> back. when I, If I go back to kill like a Cape Buffalo or something or like a leopard, I want to show up straight south, look like straight like a South African guy. Just <laughs> I don't know why you're waiting. I'd be doing it this trip. Yeah, I don't, bandana. I, I got to feel out the neck. vibe first. I don't know how many, like, dude, my legs are fairly tattooed, man. If I show up and everyone's like, who's this gangbanger? They're no, you're not from there <laughs> because your legs are too white. They're <laughs> yeah, not tan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, just be blistered up. <laughs> I want to feel out the vibe first before I show up too aggressive, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Still be funny, though. If we do a post-African podcast, if we all survive and make it back... We need to go <laughs> get those outfits and you just sit here and, them. and theme out, like theme out the post African <laughs> hunt, and we'll all wear the, that shit. All the goofy hat on, yeah. Just <laughs> hey, we can do that for sure. Just purely <laughs> and Brit, just appropriating their culture somehow. <laughs> just piss them off. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to it, man. I think it's going to be a good time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I don't. I just don't know what to expect yet until we get there. I'm kind of scared of like landing in uh, was it Johannesburg, jo- Jones, Jonesburg, whatever. Yeah, we fly into, we go from Chicago to Qatar. I'm more sketched down about Qatar than I am. I think everyone was telling us that right now Johannesburg or whatever however it's pronounced is pretty rough right now. Yep. So we're gonna have to a little rowdy. We're gonna have to look dangerous. Yep. Well, keep everything we've close. Got Jacob that's what they us. said. Yeah, we got Jacob with the Jacob. <laughs> Jacob look, Johnson, yeah. He looks like a true. I mean, he is an American hero. Legitimately, he is an yeah, American. Yeah, he doesn't hero, care. Sure. I, w- I was worried about the 22 hour flight going over there. He's like, dude, when I went to Afghanistan, I had duct tape on the wing the whole time. We're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine to see that one piece of duct tape Good flapping for it, 22 like it hours? Was, it was like a 30 some hour flight, and I was looking at duct tape the whole time. He's like, this flight's not going to bother me. It's, it actually, it goes, I've been on a, I can't remember how far my flight was from Brazil. It's, it sucks. But it's not like that bad because you're like in the experience of it, you know, like you're like excited about the trip. Right. Like me, I was going to Brazil for work and I got there and had another two hour flight and then had an eight hour drive to get to where I was at. I get to the hotel in South Brazil and I was pulling on Eric that one time at the bar. You're like, I want to go home, home. I want to go I, home. I did that right <laughs> when I got in the hotel in Brazil. I was like, Brazil sucks. <laughs> Trump was right, you know? And, and actually I ended up liking Brazil, but, um, just my initial like burnout from travel and jet lagged and just first time in a four. My, I'd never been on a plane till I went to Brazil. Oh yeah, that was right. That was the first time you ever flown ever. Ever, I flew to Brazil. Well, woof. An Alaskan flight was seven and change, and that was a long time. I can't imagine twenty two hours on. It's going to be long, man. But we're all going to be together. Yeah, it'll be fun. What is I'm, it? It's 13, 13 hours and change to our first pit stop and then we've got like a three or four hour layover and then it's back on for another eight hours yep yeah but on the way home sucks um we're on the same flight the whole time you and i yep doug and your wife and we have a 12 hour layover in new york on the way back or something it's it's i think it's eight. Oh, eight. that's better. eight hour okay and better same thing we did in texas remember that yep on our way back from wyoming last year uh-huh 
And we just find a spot and watch movies. Yeah, I think I watched like three movies. Watch old westerns on Amazon Prime or whatever. <laughs> but that'll be fun, man. Like, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll yeah. be like it, it goes beyond the hunt, right? Like the culture, the cultural experience. We need to hit up Kendall Jones and just be like, hey, what do we need to know about Africa? For sure. She's been a bunch. I mean, that's just going to add to the hunt, too. I mean, it's going to be the whole experience, yeah. not just being in Africa hunting. It's going to be the travel, the getting down there and everything, you know? Well, this will be my yeah. first time taking my wife on a hunting trip, so that's going to be cool in itself. Same. I mean, yeah. she she always gets to hear about all these adventures we go on, but yeah. she's never a part of them, so she'll be able to go on this one. For yeah. sure. And then uh, one good piece of advice, our buddy Trey, because Trey's been all over, he said, and this is probably good advice for anybody that does any type of hunt, outfitted or not, enjoy the hunt for the experience, not for the kill. Yep. So, yes, do your best to be successful in your hunt, but don't be so worried about the kill you forget to, like, appreciate the view, yeah. appreciate the culture, appreciate the people you're with. Like, yep. don't just be like, I got to just kill something, otherwise enjoy, it's a failure. Enjoy the experience in the moment while you're down there. Yeah. Yep. Take a break, look around, like, look at your surroundings. It's yeah. So so many people overlook that because they're so worried about killing something. It's like, just enjoy it while you're there. Don't get me wrong. I want to shoot stuff. Right. For sure. Oh yeah. You know, that's we're the not... reason that's the reason we're going there, but all these little things, the journey, the journey getting from A to B and being there with your wife and your buddies and getting yeah. to experience that whole new culture. I mean, yeah. that's what's going to make that hunt for us. Don't yeah. overlook these great experiences just for the kill. Like right. you can it can all be one big package cuz that's kind of like where bear camp has helped us out a little mm -hmm. bit. I think like the last two I killed a bear my first sit down there. Like got lucky, right? Like I'll take it every time. But what I'm thankful for that because I've been able to just kind of enjoy the camp with people. Right. And like not be concerned about having to kill a bear and just having fun. Like I the first night everybody hunted and I just kinda just hung out. I was waiting for Trey. We're gonna go out and do some like coyote hunting and stuff and maybe try and predator call on a bear, see what happened. And Trey never ended up making it back. So <laughs> I was like, Well, it looks like I'm on vacation. So I just put my feet up and enjoyed the Kept our fire going. Yeah, kept the fire going in the tent, and everybody else was hunting, and I kind of just, it was great, dude. Can't You can't get on your phone. No. Nope. You can't get on and check an email. Oh, man. You can't text anybody. That's the thing, though. That scenery is so beautiful out there. You don't even need to hunt. You could just no. sit in camp and enjoy yourself for a week out there. Oh, dude, you know, we took naps. Oh, yeah, every I'm day. Like, I'm like, I haven't taken a nap, <laughs> and I don't know how long, you know what I mean? Like a midday nap. We'd get up, eat, eat breakfast in the morning. Do magic tricks, play cards. Go check baits. Go check baits. Have I had my horse in the river ran me into a tree. My shoulder hurts still pretty bad. <laughs> Don't look at the rocks. Dude. <laughs> Story um, coming. Oh, yeah. Some funny stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, and then just take a midday nap all Not day. Not better. Just as good as killing a bear, if you ask me. That's right. <laughs> I'll take a nap. Take a little grizzly bear nap. But, I don't know, there's a lot to look forward to, man. Yeah. And we're going to have a lot of, like, follow-up podcasts and stuff, but... Um, busy summer for us it's almost i mean that trip's gonna be here before we know it yeah yeah i and, mean everything else is i mean slid right underneath us yeah what are you guys shooting for broadheads in africa i'm embarrassed to say that i haven't even thought that far ahead so we're like three months out and i don't my bow's not set up i haven't thought about broadheads i mean i i've got a lot of work to do put get my bow together i'm like right now i went from the planner to like habitat work so I'm concentrating on all this habitat work I'm trying to get done. I haven't even thought about my Africa setup yet. I'm going to do 125 grain fixed blade, I think. It's probably oh, yeah. pretty good. Because I'm going to take that straight from, I, I think you could be a, you could 
do good with the new hybrid head from Slick Trick, but assailant. Yeah, that that head is nasty, dude. Right. But I think going from Africa straight to elk, I think I'm gonna shoot a like a Viper Trick, 125 grand Viper Trick. That's my hey, play. Get some weight out there. Can't front. go wrong with that. Yeah, 75 grand like outserts or whatever, you know. Yep. That's a lot of weight. Yeah, that's you, what I, I've shot that for a lot, two, three years. Two hundred grains up front. Yep. Yeah, should be good. Let's get a hold of old Mr. Nate Watts from Victory and pick his brain. But yep. last time I talked about ATA, he's like, just shoot your rip TKOs with, and add this. You're good. He right. likes them rip TKOs. I love. I, them. I'm in love with them. Yep. Oh, I I shot them whitetail hunting for years. I love them too. Yeah. It's gonna be gonna be good, boys. Can't go wrong. Well, anything we should add? It's kind of a quick. Quick little um, BS. Quick little BS session. Yeah. We've got some more podcasts on the way, some fun stuff down the line. Going to have a busy schedule. Might have a couple double podcast weeks coming. Um, yeah. But, yeah, look for new merch on our store. Um, yeah, we're going to start cranking up some live live podcasts and more exclusive podcasts on our Patreon between now and Africa is the goal. And then um, there'll probably be a delay with that between Africa and my elk hunt, but after that it'll get cranked back up until yep. – uh, white That'll put season. us right in the season, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah, it's going to go fast, man. It's going to be here before we know it. We're leaving the last day of July. I mean, we're in June right now, so we're, we're running July. it in next month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get back in August, and then Friggin September, scary. and then October is deer season. Yeah. Scary. Oof. Well, it's going to be fun, boys. Hey, time flies when you're having fun, right? Oh, yeah. Thanks, everyone. This is kind of a short, fun, lighthearted episode. Appreciate you guys all for listening and watching on DeerCast. Thanks for supporting us there. We couldn't do this if it wasn't for you guys um, listening and commenting and liking and, and giving us the great feedback. So uh, a lot coming down the line and a lot of good guests on the way. If there's someone you want to hear on this DeerCast series, let us know. We try to keep availability more open on this series than normal. So... Send the recommendations, throw them in the comments on DeerCast, and we will do our best to make it happen for you. That's right. Thanks, everyone. Go shoot a giant. We love you. <laughs>